and welcome to Paralegal Tea Time. So Jess, what is the tea of the day? Hi everyone, we are excited about today's episode and we can't wait to spill the tea. Today's topic is, do paralegals get paid enough? An examination of paralegal salaries. And this is the second part of a two-part episode. Um, and we have our second guest today. Yes, our special guest for today is Carrie McKay. She's the president of the Paralegal Association of New Jersey, a nonprofit association formed in 1982 to foster and promote regulated high-level educational standards and uniform practice guidelines for paralegals throughout New Jersey. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Okay, how's everyone doing today? Are we ready to discuss salaries? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have my tea ready. <laughs> Okay, so for everyone who didn't listen to part one of the uh, topic, we touched on some of the factors that uh, affect paralegal salaries. Um, and before we do that here, we'd like to know from Carrie, do you feel uh, paralegal salaries are better now than they have been historically? Um, I will be honest, I'm not sure if they are better now than historically. Um, I would like to think that I feel the starting salaries are a little bit more than historic, like than in the past, but I mean, paralegals do a lot of work, so uh, it's hard to say if they're doing better, getting paid better now than versus before, but I would have to say I Overall, I think they are getting better paid now than before. Yeah, you know, you, you did touch on something. I do feel like historically the responsibilities have gotten a little greater. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's like, oh, by the way, can you do this and this? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be great at multitasking. Right. Definitely. And also you touched on, you know, you may start out at a you know, a competitive salary, but then, you know, is it going to continue? Are you going to get the raises? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Um, so that's also an issue, I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely an issue. Um, it. I feel like it also depends on the company that you're working for, how they give raises, what percentage of raises that they give, because um, out of my friends who are paralegals, I feel like it's kind of all over the place so it's hard to say one way or not or another whether um they get the proper raise that they deserve based on their experience once they've started at a new place or not so mm -hmm. yeah and um you know just to recap episode one for those of you who may not have you know been able to listen to it yet we did cover based on our experience of some of the factors uh, regarding the salaries that could affect it. And, uh, you know, paralegal education is definitely one of the important factors um, and education regarding, you know, like, for example, associate's degree, bachelor's degree, and a paralegal certificate from an ABA accredited institution. Right. And then we have a certified paralegal CP title, which is obtained by taking a series of examinations and this title is acknowledged by the American Bar Association as a mark of excellence, um, as per the NALA website. And lastly, we have 
years of work experience, which is also very valuable. Um, and that's also what employers look for with regards to salaries, um, as well as um, quality of work and your work ethic. Um, so just a little bit about paralegal roles and how it has developed over the years. Um, you know, the role has developed significantly. You know, attorneys depend on paralegals to do a great deal of work product. And it has helped the attorney practices. You know, it generates income for the attorneys. It saves the attorney's time, which he or she can depend on. Uh, you know, they can market their firm, uh, create more business, while the paralegal is taking on more workload. Uh, paralegal is invaluable to a firm. But what exactly is that firm willing to pay for that? That is the question. And <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in episode one, we did talk about our personal experiences with salaries. Um, but let's see how, you know, Carrie, um, you know, since you are the president of the Paralegal Association of New Jersey, you must see a lot. You know, I'm sure a lot of the members of the organization come to you you know, they share a lot of their problems. They they share a lot of their um, struggles, maybe, with salaries, uh, with getting jobs, um, you know, without giving, um, you know, personal information out. I'm sure you can just give an overall uh, summary of some of the things you see out there um, in your position. I mean, it's good to share with the community, and that's how we all get stronger as a power legal community. So um, let's get some tea. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So uh, as uh, the president of the Paralegal Association of New Jersey, I do uh, see all of the job listings that come in to our association. Um, as a member of the Paralegal Association, you get access to our job bank and I will say most of the job postings that come in do not list salary. Mm -hmm. um, some of them do, but most of them don't. And some of them are what can be on the lower end. I mean, not really low, but I think it's a, a typical range that people usually post. Um, I don't want to say the amount um, because I don't want to offend anyone. But um, again, it all comes down to experience. Um, a lot of people will also ask for, and also in my own experience, when I was looking for a job um, a long time ago, I've been with my firm almost 10 years. So oh, wow. <laughs> a long time ago, um, I would always see that a lot of people wanted paralegals to have a paralegal certificate. Um, I do have a paralegal certificate from Fairleigh Dickinson that I got back in 2011. And then I became a certified paralegal through NALA in 2015. Now, from my own experience, I do have to say not a lot of people know the difference between a paralegal certificate and the certified paralegal uh, exam. And I've, I definitely had to explain that difference to my own employers when I wanted my title changed to certified paralegal um, because it is a prestigious thing that you can get for yourself. Um, 
I feel like a lot of people don't know the difference that are in the legal field. And yeah, maybe that'll help uh, get some salary increases too. I mean, exactly. Because, you know, I had explained to my office that, hey, there's only, I think the last time I looked, there's only 300 certified paralegals in the whole state of New Jersey. And you can go into Nala's website and look at all the different states to see how many certified paralegals and even advanced certified paralegals there are per state. And I feel like that can be used as a marketing tool for yourself when you're looking for a job, because you can say, you know, only this amount of people have passed this exam. And that's not a big number. 300 people out of the whole entire state have passed the exam and are at that level. So that would be a good way for someone to promote themselves and say, you know, I have to have uh, the continuing legal education credits just as the attorneys do. So you can use that as a marketing tool to ask for more money when you're looking for a new position as well. Um, yeah, that's great. I mean, I personally have heard that that, that is a hard exam ex examinations to take. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's why I haven't taken that leap yet. <laughs> well, and it's, I need to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard and it's changed a lot since I took it too. Um, and I mean, like there, there was one section, it was just one essay question. It was the judgment and analytical analysis. They used to call it uh, section. So it, 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 it's definitely a hard exam and it's a time consuming exam um i think it took like eight hours overall to take so yeah you but know. i think it's great if you're looking to basically market yourself um and to make it i guess um something in addition to your resume it's great mm -hmm. to add to your resume so i mean i'm i'm all for it That's yeah great yeah and with once you have passed it you can even put because a lot of obviously people have cover letters, you can put more information in your cover letter about being a certified paralegal. So that way it grabs people's attention right off the bat before they even look at your resume. Um, I think that can also be a great marketing tool as well. Good tips. Well, we have some more questions. Jess, let's start off with your question first. All right. So we've, you know, we've each given our kind of uh, personal experience and Carrie has as well. What are you hearing from other uh, paralegals in your line of work? Um, do they feel they're being properly compensated? Do they feel like they're being underpaid? Or do people share that with you? Um, I tend to not try to talk about salaries with my mm -hmm. friends who are paralegals just because mm -hmm. I don't want it to be awkward um, talking about that. Um, but I do know I have attorney friends and I've talked to them about the paralegals that are with their firms and what they get paid and everything. Um, and again, it varies. It can vary from, you know, 65,000 to, I have one friend who has a paralegal, she's making over $120,000. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the salary definitely varies depending on the type of law, the firm, the comp or the company that you're working for. It just, it really depends. Um, mm -hmm. I can't say whether if or not it's a big firm, little firm type of thing either, because again, it varies. And 
I, th I think with uh, salary as well, you have to, you also have to consider the type of benefits you'll be getting um, with the firm as well. Um, Cause that, that will also come into play for people too, I think, but the salary is kind of all over the board. Um, I have friends who work in New York and I feel like they definitely get paid more working in New York than they would in New Jersey for the years of experience that they have. So yeah, that's some good tea. I mean, Jonathan Friedman, he was on episode one of this topic and he was saying that uh, there's a lot of salaries out there uh, comparable to first year and second year associates, in fact, for paralegals. So yeah, I mean, it ranges on the state and mm -hmm. the type of law firm. So yeah, definitely some some good information. Um, as the president of the Paralegal Association of New Jersey, you have firsthand, you know, firsthand the importance of paralegals and our role in the legal industry and everything that we do. Can you share a little bit about what our role is to the listeners who may be like aspiring paralegals, perhaps? Sure. So as a paralegal, you are the lawyer's right-hand man or woman. Mm -hmm. um, you are there to support them, draft documents, make their life a lot easier. Um, I work for a an insurance defense law firm, so we handle personal injury type of cases. I deal with medical records, organizing medical records. Um setting up medical examinations. There's other types of law where you can work for, I mean, anything like uh, criminal law, um, but you're basically there to help the attorney and just, or be, you have to be really organized to be a paralegal, I feel like, because <laughs> there's always a lot of documents that you have to go through and organize and everything like that, no matter what type of law it is. And um, I always find that the type of law that I do, it's never a dull moment and it's always a different day. Um, there's always a different task, task that I have to do each day. Um, but paralegals are helpful because they can have meetings um, with clients. Sometimes they can, there's paralegals out there that go to trial with their attorneys. That's always been a dream of mine to do that. And you help them out during a trial. Like how cool would that be to be able That's to amazing. do that? <laughs> um, paralegals are just helpful helpful people and I know that really doesn't describe a job but it really just depends on the type of law that you are interested in because every type of law is different in what the paralegal is required to do um so for me like I said I set up exams I had to do like medical stuff which I find really interesting mm -hmm. um and typing up letters and, and everything like that and communicating with clients. So it's just, it's always a fun day for me <laughs> to I'm being a paralegal. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely fun day at the office. And you mentioned like um, 
paralegals at trial. Uh, you know, Erin Brockovich comes to mind, yes. a famous paralegal. Yes. When she became famous, there was a movie based on her. And, uh, you know, for me in trust and estates, you know, I find it rewarding because, you know, in a state administration, you're helping a family that has experienced a recent loss. So mm-hmm. you're dealing with, you know, people who have passed away and you're helping them with probate. So, I mean, there's lots of different areas of law mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's definitely a rewarding um, situation and every area of law has its pros and cons. So it's an exciting exactly. thing to be a paralegal. And especially definitely. nowadays with the salary ranges that Jonathan has mentioned in episode one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely a big role. Um, I mean, like you said, we are the right-hand man or woman for the attorneys. And it's basically you just need to do what they need what they need done and anticipate what they need done. And, um, you know, a good paralegal is invaluable to an attorney. Exactly. Um, so just, uh, you know, switching gears and going back to the salaries issue, um, you know, we, we talk about maybe working from home might offset someone's salary concerns. Have you seen more paralegals with the, with the pandemic and everything, um, being able to work from home more? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm not one to talk. I've been working from home since COVID, um, a hundred percent. So I'm <laughs> like, I'm the rarity because all of my friends are all back in the office and they may, I think some of them are able to work from home like one day a week, maybe if they're lucky, but for the most part, I feel like everyone that I know is back in the office. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely been curious about that because us as freelance, we're lucky enough to be working from home. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm always wondering, you know, how is it, you know, back in the law firms? Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like a lot of people, ha- they're not doing um, the full hybrid where, you know, half a week they work from home, half the other half they're in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that still work from home, it's really only like one day a week, maybe yeah. for the most part. So that's great. Um, and I have a question and I think you touched on it before. Um, but do you think there's a correlation between the size of the law firm and the salary ranges that are going on? Uh, should paralegals be looking for large and big name law firms in order to get the better salaries? And if so, should they be ready to put in more work hours in these big firms? So from my experience, and again, I haven't been on an interview in a years, but I remember going on interviews and asking for what my base salary was at the time. And these bigger law firms that I was interviewing with, they couldn't match that. And that was years ago. So I, I mean, I don't, and I feel like I, when I started off in the legal fields, I started off at a, um, a smaller firm that probably only had like less than 10 attorneys. So, but I started off at a decent salary. Um, and it was harder 
when I was looking for a job because I was interviewing with the bigger law firms and they couldn't meet my base. So I think it, it really depends on the type of firm though. Um, because I have, I know of like one or two other people that have gone on interviews with bigger firms and their salary ranges, um, were definitely up to par as to, uh, what they should be for, you know, the years of experience that you do have. Um, and I feel like the bigger law firms might, again, it, it comes down to benefits too. Like everyone needs benefits. Everyone needs health insurance. So sometimes the bigger law firms, they give you better benefits. Um, so th those can all be different factors that you have to think about as well. Yeah. And you also mentioned the really important thing you mentioned prior that New York firms uh, were offering quite a bit higher salary. Mm -hmm. um, so that is important to mention, but also you have to offset the commuting costs, mm -hmm. you know, because commuting to New York can be quite expensive, but Sometimes exactly. salary is so big that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have, you would have to know New York law. Um, yeah. When I started off, I did not know New York law. Um, but at this job that I've been at for almost 10 years, I'm, I learned it and I'm still learning New York law. So um, you have to be willing to learn too, which is yeah. always a good thing for any paralegal, whether you're new or seasoned. Um, it's always good to want to learn more. That is definitely key. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can be thrown a project that you've never done before, even though you've been a paralegal for 20 years and you just gotta, most of the time, just figure it out. <laughs> I did that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> My boss asked me to do something. I was like, I've never done that before. Yeah. I'll figure it out. And I did. Right. <laughs> That's that happens so all the time for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great way. Like for me, I don't mind that. I love learning new stuff. So I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, I'll figure this out. I can do this. Right. And if I have questions, I ask. Right. And, you know, with some of the attorneys that come to me for freelance work and they're like, oh, can you do this? And I'm like, I can do it. I can figure it out. Like, <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's a very good trait for a paralegal to Definitely. just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Or my default answer, I'll take care of it. And I'm like, um, yeah, I have to read instructions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So in your experience, what would you say is a good strategy for a paralegal who thinks they deserve um, an increase in salary? If you're, if you're asking for a salary bump outside of you know, your normal raise, what do you think a good strategy would be? I would be prepared to, I don't want to say remind your employer, um, but to bring to the table, to bring to your employer, the responsibilities that you have done and that are maybe outside of your normal scope of work. Mm -hmm. Um, that you've learned how to do um, with, you know, having the initiative and just having all these points as to why you deserve that bump um, mm -hmm. and showing that you go out of the box with your job it is won't hurt. Mm -hmm. um, 
saying, you know, that you've been doing all this extra work and, and everything like that, having the backup to support the reasons why you deserve that, I think would be a start, obviously. Um, just so that way you're prepared to talk about those different tasks that you didn't have to do in the beginning, but you're doing now, um, just to kind of show them that you're willing to help out and willing to learn more. And that's why you deserve that salary bump. Excellent. That is excellent advice. Mm -hmm. Here's a good one. Um, If a paralegal is asked in an interview why his or her salary requirement is high, what should he or she reply to the person interviewing them? And here's a special uh, (laughs) secret. That happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I feel like you have to be prepared to explain why you deserve that and show how how in the past you've handled certain situations and how you're always willing to help out you know you're in the interview you're promoting yourself so think of things that you've done in the past with your with previous jobs or in you know other matters where it would show initiative and it would show that you're willing to really help out and why you deserve that salary. Um, you have to think of examples that you can bring to the table and tell the person you're interviewing about and, you know, be as descriptive as possible with it. Yeah. I, you know, how I handled it, I gave them the, um, salary.com spiel. And I said, these are what the paralegals are making in this area. And I felt I deserved the same, but, um, you know, needless to say, I did not take that job (laughs) (laughs) for me at the time, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I, I know you, you are around, you know, paralegals or, you know, in your, in your position and do you see many going towards the freelance, uh, you know, have you seen an increase in freelance paralegals? Um, I have seen people interested in it, but mm-hmm. whether or not they've actually taken the leap, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure. Right. Um, I have definitely heard about people interested in it, but I don't know if people have left their comfort zone and right. taken that leap though. It's funny. That's how we described it. <laughs> yeah. In fact, there's going to be a future episode and, and the title is Taking the Leap to Freelancing. There you go. <laughs> okay. This has been some great information. We would like, you know, our guest, Carrie, to provide some information about the Paralegal Association, about where our listeners can join the association um, should they be interested? So Carrie, take over the floor, give the contact information and the website information. Sure. So I will spill some tea right now. <laughs> we are going to be announcing um, sh- very shortly <laughs> uh, that the Paralegal Association of New Jersey is going to be offering a membership discount. Uh, We are offering our regular and sustaining members a $10 off discount. 
to join for the 2022-2023 term, and then a $5 discount for our students and associates to become a member of PAND. If you are interested in learning more about the Paralegal Association of New Jersey and becoming a member, you can visit our website at njpara.org. Um, you'll see that it, we list our events that we have coming up, and then there's a membership tab where you can learn more information about becoming a member. Um, it has not been announced, but the uh, membership discount will be for the month of October and November. If you have more information, you can check out our website or you can email me at info at njpara.org for more questions. And I would love to hear from you guys. All right. Thank you, Carrie, for that information. Um, also, at the end of each episode, we like to talk about our favorite tea that we're drinking or sampling. So I was wondering if you have a favorite that you would like to shout out. I do. Um, so a couple of years ago for, um, well, not a couple now, sorry. Uh, <laughs> for my 30th birthday, my friend and I went to London and we stumbled across this tea company in London at a little market. And ever since then, I, <laughs> a little confession, I ordered tea from London. Oh my God, no. <laughs> um, it is called the Campton Tea Company and it is the best tea it is loose tea um they have they always have a sale every year so i buy in bulk and they have free two weeks shipping so it literally costs the same amount as if i was buying tea in the grocery store it comes out to so it's just great tasting tea and it's fabulous and that is my favorite tea <laughs> wow you're right here first we have to try that <laughs> That is amazing. Yeah. Finally, before we go, we like to leave our listeners with the top three tips of the episode called Today's Tea. This will be focused on the three membership benefits of the Paralegal Association of New Jersey. Number one is the job bank. Number two is the newsletter. And number three is discounted educational dinner meetings. <laughs> All right. Those are great tips. Um, thank you, Carrie, for joining us today and for pro providing us with great firsthand information on, you know, the life of a paralegal. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Sure. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. Tune in next week when our topic will be how the paralegal profession has changed over time.